Saturday night. Man, it's not make up some sangria Hey everybody, coming up on this episode of the 2-0 Wino Podcast, you guys will be listening to my chat with Crystal Potter of Potter Wines. They are located in Garden City, Idaho, and have some very unique wines that bring a little spice to the Idaho wine scene. In our conversation, Crystal tells us how Potter Wines was born and grew from home winemaking experiments to full wine business. I loved learning more about the potters and tasting their traditional wines as well. Potter Wines has so much to offer and care about making their wines accessible, approachable, and fun for all levels of wine drinkers. Hey everybody, I'm coming to you from Garden City, Idaho. I'm joined with Crystal Potter of Potter Wines. Hi, Crystal. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for um, taking time to chat with me. First off, uh, we do have glasses of wine poured, so would you quickly introduce uh, what we're tasting while we talk? Yeah, you bet. So you have what we call our Swanky Devil Syrah. It is kind of our flagship red wine, so it's our cult favorite, Um, and uh, Idaho, as you have probably heard, is really well-known for its Syrah, and we are definitely well-known for this one, so um, that is our 2019, and then I am drinking Liquid Lunch Chardonnay, Um, little secret, we call ourselves ABC drinkers, (laughs) so anything but Chardonnay is what mm -hmm. that stands for, Uh, just personally. I'm on that team. Okay, okay. So personally, we have to make a Chardonnay that does not taste to us like Chardonnay. So Mm -hmm. it is stainless steel fermented, Mm -hmm. not oaked, um, so you don't have that buttery. Yeah, that's what I've um, learned over the last last two years. I've started opening up to Chardonnay a little bit, and I've found that I've enjoyed Chardonnay when it's um, aged in stainless steel. Oh, good. Real, like, real deep oaky, like the mouthfeel that's real buttery it's just not how I want my wine <laughs> I know and you know like I, I know a lot of people love it and that's great oh yeah it's, each their own but mm-hmm. I just somebody I remember when I was really young they said you got to try Rombauer you know it's really expensive oh yeah and, and I just I yep. tried it <laughs> it just doesn't fit <laughs> everyone has their own palate yes, yes to each their own um so if you guys aren't familiar with Potter Wines, they have some very unique wines, uh, to say the least. Uh, but before we dive into that, let's learn a little about you and your husband. Um, so sure. both of you are Idaho natives, right? Yes, we are. We were both born and raised in Idaho, he here in the Valley, and me in Southeast Idaho. Um, and we sort of were, we came into this by a complete um, chance, really, um, sort of accident. We were never intending to own a winery Mm -hmm. we had never even we loved wine but we were just hobbyists at home and he was making really delicious reds and whites in our you know little uh carboy plastic oh just like just five gallon home home brew but yeah exactly (laughs) yeah you know just kind of messing around um and we were entering amateur wine competitions and we were wow cool we were winning first second place and it was just for fun and then one day he said hey I'm going to make jalapeno wine. And I said, please don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he did it and it actually took off. Um, It was so well received that it catapulted us into the commercial industry. Yeah. So So now we make both. We make traditionals and we make the jalapeno side too. That's so cool. 
it really just kind of fell into your lap then. Yeah, it, sort of, yes. Um, so did your husband, Vaughn, have any winemaking training before doing home experiments? No, or? he is pretty much self-taught. You That's know, amazing. Of, yeah, a lot of magazines. Um, there was a magazine that reached out to him, Winemaker Magazine, I believe, because you know he was in avid pursuit uh reader of that magazine mm-hmm. and they reached out and did a feature about him and uh but otherwise he's very that's, self-taught wow that's very impressive yeah um does he have any sort of like uh chemistry or science background because he I feel does. like that goes hand in hand with winemaking yes you're right um he is my mad scientist <laughs> so he well who else would come up with jalapeno wine <laughs> yeah yes you guys did hear that right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is jalapeno wine that's right um, he, his background is in engineering, okay. um, and definitely, and he was in the Navy as well, but, um, definitely has that brain for just, he always wants to figure out how things work together and he likes to try things. And if they don't work, then he just tries, a, you know, a different method. Um, so he was very much willing to just keep experimenting to get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, and how about you? Are you involved in any of the winemaking? I... Yes and no. I'm sort of his helper, but I am the business manager. So mm-hmm. I do all the marketing, the accounting, unfortunately. Um, all <laughs> yeah. the, the not fun part. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Just everything you could think of to sort of run on the backside. And then during harvest, it's all hands on deck. Right. So mm-hmm. you learn a lot just through harvest. So, you know, potentially if he was out for a week, I could manage with mm-hmm. the winemaking process. But He's definitely my my go-to for it. That's cool. Well, you do have to have both pieces to make a business work. So yes. it's good that you were willing to take that on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what had you done before jumping into making your own wine business? My background was and is in marketing. Um, okay. I graduated with So a, that works well anyway. <laughs> yeah, it did. Well, and, and that's the thing, you know, when people say, oh, well, are you using your degree? And I say it every single day. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually met at our former workplace. He was um, running the facilities um, a department back there, and I was in marketing and trade shows and event management. So we met there, and and now we use both our skills for this. That's cool. Um, and especially, I'm sure, as someone who does marketing, you've already set yourselves apart from everyone else with your product being different than what everyone else has yeah and it's funny because you see you know everything is with marketing it's it's all about the trends Mm -hmm. so uh it's required me to stay on top of things that it's easier to stay on top of marketing trends when you're in a marketing department with other people Mm -hmm. so I really have to do my research because it's just me and Mm -hmm. um so it, it it requires me to just always be learning yeah I bet so with the jalapeno wine um, being like basically your flagship item, uh, can you take us through the process of how, how that's made? Because you guys do put actual jalapenos in yeah. with the grapes to ferment together. Is that right? Yeah, we do. I'm so excited that you picked up on that. Because most people... <laughs> well, I figured if it... Well, when I was thinking about, is, is this a wine? It has to be called... If it's going to be called a wine, yeah. there has to be some sort of fermentation process together. So yeah, take us through that. It's just funny because we get a lot of people that say, oh, do you just infuse the wine after it's made with jalapeno? Mm-hmm. No, we don't. So you're right. So we get, um, at, during harvest time, um, the base for our jalapeno wine is actually Riesling. So oh, okay. 
the Riesling grapes come in and we get the Riesling fermenting and he ferments it dry. And then um, our peppers, thankfully, are also coming in at the same time because it's the right time of year. And those can be a medley of, you know, some are red, some are green. It just kind of depends on the whole okay. ripening process. And it actually helps us get consistency because some are hotter, some are really mild. Right. And so it all blends together to make a wine that is slightly spicy. And then once um, they're ready, we, uh, we, or once they come in, we grind them up and we put them in with the Riesling and it does its whole thing. Yeah. And it takes about six months. It's a little quicker than even oh, yeah. some white wines. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, was it when he initially tested making the jalapeno wine, what did he use a Riesling? He did, yes. I be- well, let's see. He used backyard grapes so we don't even know what they were but they were white (laughs) so (laughs) I don't I couldn't I think they were Niagara I think Mm -hmm. is the actual varietal okay yeah if my memory serves correct and then we just went to Riesling because that was Riesling is so easy to work with and Mm -hmm. if you want it slightly sweet right it's just such an easy yeah which is I find that the jalapeno wine is it is it's a little sweet and spicy but not spicy like Ah, like yeah <laughs> you can't handle it right yeah and we have made a scorching in the past as oh well, okay and it has habaneros in it and it's Ooh. wildly popular with our really our people who really love love the spice, spice mm-hmm. but it is hot yeah so and what's your you have a, a chipotle variation mm-hmm. as well yeah we do so he applewood smokes the peppers before he ferments them with the Riesling. So, oh, okay. So same process, but he smokes them first, and that gives off that chipotle Wow, that's flavor. so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about um, the other wines that you guys have, because even though that's like your your big kind of selling point or, you know, what's really different, you do have these traditional wines as well. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, so he, um, we've always made a Syrah, and we have always made a Riesling to some extent, whether it's for the jalapeno wine or just to drink. Um, so I think that's how we started was with those two varietals okay. and then got into cab um, and just sort of, he, he likes to get one thing right before he starts to move mm-hmm. on to mm-hmm. another, which I think is a really helpful process when you're small and you start out with you know, right. You want to make sure have. that if you have a handful of things that they're all the best that they can be. Right. Right. You know, don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket and then <laughs> everything drops. But, um, so now current day we have, um, we make a Chardonnay, we make a, re- a Riesling, a dry Riesling actually. Uh, we make a Rosé of Malbec and we, I think that's it for our whites. And then our reds, we do, gosh, a Syrah, of course, Cab, Merlot, a red blend, which we always have available in a pouch. Oh, cool. So we can talk about that if you mm-hmm. want. But um, uh, And then now we have a Tempranillo coming out. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's it's going to be delightful. And then, you know, we have these contracts with the growers around here, so we're always adding more. Yeah, I w- that was going to be um, one of my other questions is where you're getting your fruit from and um, if it's all Idaho grapes. It is. Yeah, we get our fruit from three different vineyards, Sawtooth, Skyline, and Cary Hill. Oh, if okay. you're familiar with the yeah. Cary Hill winery. Yeah. We get Tempranillo and Malbec from them. Okay. Yeah. Their Malbec is really good. Yes, it is. And and we've always done a rosé of the Malbec, but mm-hmm. this year we're actually doing both. We um, we kind of got Malbec in at two different times. So um, 
we pulled some in when it was time for a rosé and then we let some hang and we pulled it in again when it was time to make oh, cool. red. So, so with the, um, those contracts, does Vaughn get to make the call when you guys want to go out and pick them or are you getting like the fruit after it's picked? Oh, yeah, we definitely have say and we, you know, we're out there starting in July. We start testing things mm-hmm. and testing the sugars and um, the acid and monitoring. And then starting in August, we go out there about once a week. And then the end of August, Vaughn is out there two, three times a week testing mm-hmm. things. And so he's keeping an eye on it. And yeah. when it's ready, he says go. And luckily, we have really good relationships with all the growers. They've been good to us. and. Mm-hmm we treat them well. And I think that goes a long way. Sometimes. Yeah, definitely. So you had mentioned the pouches. Um, and that's the other unique thing is you guys do have wine in pouches and not only just the traditional yeah, bottles. So we tell do. us how you decided to go that route it's on just not all of your wines, but the few that you do the pouches. Yeah. So we do our rosé in a pouch, um, but just by because people were asking for it. And we do our red blend in a pouch. We have yet to do a white in a pouch, but we may look at that sometime because we do get asked to do that. But the the reasoning behind that and the thing that compelled us to do that was Idaho is such a recreational state. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, people want to take their wine hiking or to a concert. And or, on <laughs> or on the river. Or on the river, yes. Um, and so it was just a way for us to put a good quality wine in a travel-friendly container. Mm-hmm. And we used to be avid snowshoers, and we used to take our little um, camelback and we oh, would yeah. fill it with wine. <laughs> but it was always, you know, it wasn't good wine yeah, because you couldn't find a good a wine to pull out and put in there. And so right. I said, someday we're going to make a good wine and put it in a pouch that we have. That is cool. Do you find that people um, kind of understand that, or do they see the pouch and think it's cheaper wine quality-wise? Most people are so thrilled that we've done alternative packaging. It's Mm -hmm. hilarious. It's (laughs) it's like this hidden thing that nobody wants to say. And then when they see it, they're, they're like, Oh, that is so great. You know? So it's actually our red blend and our rosé are two of our best selling wines just for that. Really? That's great. Um, Cause I think sometimes, I mean the, the people who are real, um, like pretentious about wine and all of that like even the, like the screw sure. tops will throw them off so it's yes. like well, a pouch I don't know if that would <laughs> go yes, over well the but. only time I will say the only time that somebody you know if somebody walks into our tasting room and they say I need a bottle a nice bottle to take to dinner they are not going to, to take grab a the pouch <laughs> because they want to impress right and that's fine mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but that's nice that you you kind of are meeting um all of your customers different needs right yeah by giving them options yeah it is fun too and the other thing that I think is really great that you guys have done and I know I have gifted the jalapeno um pouch I think it's is it a lem uh you do the wine and then a lemonade version yeah it's jalapeno wine lemonade yeah it's a mouthful um I've gifted that to a few people and what I've loved is each time I've gotten one you have little recipe cards that go with that that's right um so how did you kind of come up with that in giving people kind of ideas to use it in other ways. So that was sort of born from doing so many farmer's markets. So before we had this space that we're in today um, here in Garden City, we were what we just said, we referred to ourselves as a mobile winery. We went Mm. to farmer's markets. We went to festivals. We did not have a tasting room. And we were finding that people, you know, would hear jalapeno and they'd get scared, but that you could tell they really wanted to try it, but they were Mm -hmm. sort of scared. And so... Once they tasted it, of course, that would 
go away, but what we came up with is if you give people ideas for how to use it, their minds just start, you know, everything starts to kind of click. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, got it. Like, these are for drinking, sipping, making cocktails, cooking. We cook a lot with the chipotle and the, the oh, original. Yeah. Um, and the lemonade even is such a fun thing to put in you know, vodka, whiskey, uh, rum, tequila, you name it. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of how it was born was at markets. We didn't have any way to educate people because we didn't have a tasting room to bring them into. Right. So it was kind of the giving them something to take home. That's so right. So they could know how to use it that's right yeah but yeah but that's been really great when I've gifted it is like here's this I know it sounds kind of weird but here's how you can use it exactly (laughs) yes right um so who's the recipe um tester (laughs) oh gosh all of us so we've got um three employees right now so Ryan is our tasting room manager so you know Vaughn and I aren't concocting something Ryan will concoct something and he'll be like hey Uh we gotta do this and um, our two Saturday market people will come up with something at home. So we're, oh, cool. it's all kind of a collaborative thing. Um, but I will say sometimes it's just experimenting in here. We'll have cooking demos mm-hmm. and oh, we'll cool. post them online and people will come in and we'll cook up something we haven't done before and they'll try it and give us their feedback. Uh, your other wines have really cool names as well. Um, will you go through how you guys picked each name for each wine? Because I, yeah. I love hearing stories about how names come to be. <laughs> yeah, it is probably one of my most favorite parts about this is the naming and the writing of all the descriptions. But um, so the liquid lunch uh, is born from. So we have a theme here. It's an Art Deco theme. We really like the 1930s uh, motif. Oh, okay. So yeah. That's okay. Sort you can the, see that on on the labels. Right. And we're rebranding our jalapeno wine lemonade. Oh, couch cool. Right now to reflect that because it's really the only thing that doesn't. And um, so the liquid lunch was born from listening to and I can't remember the song, but it was like an old jazzy song and they were talking about having a liquid lunch. And oh. you know because the the, <laughs> uh-huh. the the language back then was just kind of fun. You know they right. said like the bee's knees and things like that. So we kind of pull some of the language from that okay. era. So that's how the liquid lunch was born. And then um, the Roxy Riesling was actually a theater in L.A. And it was one of the last Art Deco theaters oh, built cool. in 1931 or something. It says on the label, so you can correct me. But um, so that was, I was sort of doing research, Vaughn and I were, and I said, I love that, the Roxy. Let's yeah. do a, an ode to the Roxy. And then um, our rosé, that one just came from this whole um, we should revel in uh, celebrating together because we release it usually in the spring and it's oh, sort of uh-huh. a time when everyone's coming out and they're just happy to be yeah, out, especially exactly. with COVID. Yeah. And, um, they're sort of emerging, uh, so we came up with the reveler. Yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah. And then our reds are sort of a mix of the same um, process. The lie detector Merlot, the lie detector was invented 100 years ago. Oh. So I think 19, we released it. Last summer in 21, so it was invented in ni- uh, 1921. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we did a whole dedication to it. Same with this upcoming release with the Tempranillo. It's called the 19th, after the 19th Amendment, which was, it ratified the women's rights to vote. Oh, uh-huh. To vote. So um, I thought that was really neat, because that was over 100 years ago, yeah. too. And yeah. love celebrating that. So it's sort of a little idea. Yeah, how that's we all. There. I like that it's all very, like, thoughtful. Yeah. Um, and so the, the artwork on the labels, do you, where do you get 
those pieces from? We have an amazing local graphic designer. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Her name's Casey Andrews, and she's independent. And I hesitate to tell you who she is because I don't want her getting so busy. Yeah, she can't do <laughs> we all need her you. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but she does our website, all of our graphic design. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's wonderful. That's awesome. Um, so. I know we talked about where you got your grapes from, um, but where do you get the, all the jalapenos? Um, local farmers as well. So over the years, we've just met lots of farmers from the markets. Mm-hmm. So um, Purple Sage right now is our biggest um, source, Purple Sage Farm. So uh, you guys also host some really fun um, events Um, Do you want to talk about some of those fun things you do aside from just regular wine tasting? Yes, I love talking about those events. Um, So we we have this motto here, make wine fun, because we feel like, um, you know, of course, wine is um, complicated and it's sexy and it's glamorous and it's Mm -hmm. all these wonderful things that we all love about it. But it should also be approachable. Right. And so we like to bring in people that maybe couldn't wouldn't have come in just or for just wine. intimidated by or, yes wine. or intimidated because I you know if you're honest there are some people who are intimidated about going mm-hmm. into a winery yeah and, and you can understand why there's a lot of terms that aren't like regular terms that we use in in our language and you bet that all seems like okay I don't want to say something wrong I don't want right. to do that wrong or I don't know how to taste it and right. it's like well yeah you, there is all of those things but it's really just something to enjoy with people you want to be with and exactly. just, you know, have a great time. So I love that. Exactly. Yeah. And those are who, you know, that's kind of the vibe we want to give people when they walk in. And, and that's, I always say, I'm like, even if you're a wine snob, great. Maybe we can change your mind about a certain thing that you never thought you liked. Maybe we can't, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We hope you have fun while you're here. Yeah. So, um, for that reason, we do murder mysteries where, People sign up and they're given a character and you come and you dress it's up. It's like Grown Up Clue. It's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's exactly like Grown Up Clue. And people sometimes will ask us, well, you know, are we sitting down and just watching a show? And I say, no, you are the show. Uh-huh. So at the end of the night, oh, one of the characters is, you know, the murderer and the other is the victim. And everyone just has a really good time. So we do those monthly. Our next one. Oh, wow, one, that's cool. Yeah. We change the theme up. A lot. So um, our next one is Valentine's Day themed. Okay. So I've got a lot of couples signing up for that one. Makes um, sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, we do speakeasy um, ones just to kind of harness that 1920s, mm-hmm. 1930s theme. We do all kinds of different ones. And then we do a lot of paint nights. Um, we do cooking demos. We do all sorts of, we're adding more all the time. And we started doing wine dinners where we just set up in the front tasting room and have this amazing meal and feature a a local food truck or a local chef. Oh, cool. That's the other thing. Food trucks have gone like exploded here. They (laughs) have. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? I know. It is. It's like really good. Like not just like, oh, there's a food truck. It's like, oh, really good, like high quality food. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh, so there was another, um, there were two other wines that I, um, that you guys have made that I wanted to mention. I've tried a mold cider oh, that was, yeah. a, that was in a pouch also that I think was at a farmer's market or something. And then, uh, in the fall, do you do like a pumpkin something? Oh, wow. Am I right on that? Yeah. yeah. But that's <laughs> like going back. So we haven't done the pumpkin for 
a while, um, just because it was it was a big hit. But yes, it was made with pumpkins and Riesling and all the things, okay. and it was delicious. But it's really labor intensive because mm. we would hand roast the pumpkins, and then it has to sit before you can release it. It has to sit for two years, otherwise, oh wow, it tastes awful. So it's yeah, <laughs> I can now. Now I understand. <laughs> it is one of these um, wines that it's bitter up until the point where it's finally aged enough that it is delicious mm-hmm. so you know it it just and, and in, in the wine industry or you are planning out so it's not so much that it's hard for us to plan for it's right. just the the labor intensive and um, and the time and the space and exactly all of those things and of course during harvest the last thing we want to add on to bringing grapes in and jalapenos is sometimes is pumpkins <laughs> so yeah yeah it's all kind of but I think we you know Vaughn's talked about bringing it back because it was a huge hit yeah. and it was a fun one um, and then the yeah, well, all those all those pumpkin spice people <laughs> exactly exactly there are a lot of them uh-huh. which is fun it's still at that pumpkin spice that doesn't seem to be going anywhere yet no it doesn't <laughs> everything pumpkin <laughs> yeah and the funny thing is like what do they call that oh basic basic <laughs> never mind yeah yeah the basic I, bitches I <laughs> something like that uh, yes. <laughs> i'm on the same i'm on board <laughs> Um, but the mold jalapeno wine, the one that you mm-hmm. had, is so fun. And it is released every October, and we stop. Uh, we always sell out, and after December, we don't make it anymore. And it is like Christmas. It's like the holidays in a glass. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, when I tasted it, it reminded me of um, when I was backpacking across Europe. And I want to say we were in the Czech Republic. And, you know, there's street vendors everywhere, well, in, in like, every country. And it's always, like, the best food you get on the street, you know. But they would give you um, cups of hot – they just called it hot wine, I think. But it was very similar to that. It was like a mold cider. And that's so it kind of – when I tasted it, it took me, like, back to Europe. It was so interesting. I love that reference. I loved loved that it, like, reminded me of that. Yeah. Like, it it put you back there. I love that. That is really neat. Yeah, it's got – gosh – it has um, jalapeno wine. Obviously, it's got a uh, white wine. It's got apple cider, a little bit of orange juice, not a lot, and and it um, has to have some like cinnamon and yep. It's um, got cinnamon, um, star anise, and okay, that's um, it. cloves. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And you it is it Christmas warm. in a cup for sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. It's so fun, and that one's in a pouch as well, for obvious reasons because <laughs> you need more than one bottle. <laughs> um. So I love hearing what different wineries do for their club members. Um, but every time I ask the question, I want to become a member of everywhere. <laughs> my husband's like, you can't do that. But um, what do you guys offer for your um, members? Wine club members. Well, we offer probably very similar things as far as the perks go. You know, free tastings when you come in for you and your friends and um, discounts, of course. Uh, we do a few different levels, though, Um because we're not to- totally traditional, of course our wine club can't be yeah. either. So we've got um, levels for people who just want traditional wines. We've got levels for okay. people who want a mix of traditional and jalapeno. And then we've got a level for people who just want jalapeno. Oh, cool. um, and then this year we're offering a two-bottle membership because we felt like um, there were a lot of people who would like to get wine more often. 
but less. But so yeah, don't want to commit to like a, a big. Yeah, myself included. I think the the wine you know the wine club we belong to. We are two bottle members, and it's quarterly, so it's four mm-hmm. times a year, and it's very entry level friendly. Yeah, so you still feel like you're getting enough, but it's just not like yeah, it's not taking up all your c- room in the ra- that's <laughs> wine right. rack. <laughs> that's right. And about the time you're ready for the next two bottle then they shipment, come. then yeah, yeah, you're 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 just ready. But um, and then of course we do these wine dinners where our members get. Um, a p- huge discount and we try oh, cool. to honor them in different ways throughout the year too and perfect yeah um and then ending my show I like to do a random not wine related question just something kind of fun um so if you had any superpower which one would you choose mm, I know it's changed so many times I think <laughs> I think I'd still choose uh, my most recent one, which is the superpower to turn every stoplight I'm at green. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Especially, I was thinking that on my way here. That is appropriate it's taking for me you so today. long to go to get here. If every light would just turn green. Yes, yes. That's you know, a good you're one. dropping off kids at school and you're late, and I just, yeah. Yeah, that that's a good one. Especially for sure. traffic in this area getting mm-hmm. worse. I know the the infrastructure here isn't quite built for the amount of people that are here now. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find more information if they're interested um, and where to follow you guys? Yeah, perfect. Um, so you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook at Potter Wines. Um, we are a little bit on Twitter, but gosh, you know what? I am almost forty years old, and Twitter is just not my jam. <laughs> No. So, <laughs> so I would say Instagram and Facebook are best and our website potterwines.com or jalapenowine.com we um, do both and then you can also sign up for our newsletter on our website too so you can catch all these event updates and oh, um, we are located in Garden City so come by and yeah, come by and check them out that's right Thank if you, you haven't had the jalapeno me. wine you've got to taste it that's right. <laughs> Believe Thank me, so it's much. better than you think. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. You can follow me on Instagram at the 20wino podcast and on Facebook as the 20wino. Until next time, keep on drinking the good wine. Cheers. <laughs>